0: Hello, and welcome to the Property Talks podcast with me, your host, Adam Piggott. I am the CCO of Openbricks, the soon to be launched property platform for the new generation. The show is focused on the good, the bad, and the ugly in the property and estate agency industry. What do the new generation want? And how can we as estate agents deliver and grow? We hope you enjoy. to have with me uh, Graham Locke um, from the Federation of Independent Agents uh, known as FIA and on my left Elliot Cross who's had some interesting experiences as a tenant and also as a buyer Um, and we'd like to hear about your process from A to B Um, but first of all can I ask Graeme if you just give us a, a brief synopsis of your experience and how you've come to set up the FIA.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I started uh, my life in the city in, uh, in investment banking. Whereabouts, um, around here? Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch, Yeah, it's not, okay. too, far not too far away. Um, yeah. So did that for about 10 years and then just fell into a state agency like many of us sort of end up yeah, doing. Yeah, I did that. Um, and within two, two years, so this was around 2000, 2002, uh, move had just sort of come to the fore. Um, yeah. and it's kind of changed the way people were searching for property very, very quickly. Yeah. And um, once that happened, I, I, I saw a gap in the market for uh, an online version of a state agency that would take the high street. Um, which one was that? That was called Amanda Roberts, which was in uh, It my, my my traditional agency. Right. But the online agency was House Network. House Network. Ah, yes. oh, yes. sorry. Yeah. So starting House Network with you to taking the industry off the high street and having a, a challenge at the, what was in it. One a, of the early...
2: Uh, Online, as wasn't it.
1: Yeah, it was. It's credited as being the the original, which yeah. uh, which I take. Um, yeah. But there'll be some challenges to that. But um, so is this
2: separate to Write Me? Where Write Me Back to introduces agents. Plan, it's just literally everything is there being sold on the platform itself, is that what you're
1: saying? Yes, it's, it's pretty much the same as estate agencies, you'd expect it in the high street, but just not a high street premises, so right. we just took it nationally offline and then employed local experts, like Purple Brick's model is today, which you'll know mm-hmm. very well, um, and they they concentrated in their local areas to win business, uh, and to get the property sold, but it was a lot cheaper, it was a fixed fee, so hundreds right. of pounds as opposed to a percentage. It um, so got sold on, didn't it? Um, yes, we got investment into that business, right. um, and but but sadly that business went into administration quite recently, as many, and, did. As many did. Yeah, oh, I think, I yeah the the runway of cash needed is is significant in those mm. businesses, um, and I, I still think you know Bricks are trying to find their way to decent profit as well. Um, They're a long way off. It's by no means cut and dry. Mm. Uh, so I, I came out of the, the the market after ten years of trying. Um, and I went back to a traditional agency through a managing director post at the property franchise group. Okay. So I was looking after 100 estate agency franchisees over four different brands. Um, and what I quickly realised was that they is that the traditional model hadn't changed much since I left it ten years ago. Um, the same bad habits yeah. still existed. But yeah. what they what the agents in that group liked to do was collaborate. They like to get together. Yeah. Um, they needed support, needed help, and they wanted that from the franchisor. Yeah. But they would pay ten percent, circa ten percent of their revenue, yeah. for the, the the right to the brand and the, and the subsequent Which support.
0: Which can, of course, be all your profit in tough markets.
1: Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a lot. Mm. Um, and
2: what, what's an example of a bad habit? Sorry,
1: of an estate agent. Yeah, um, it could be uh, a range of things. But uh, for example, data. Uh, so entering data into a CRM. A bad habit would be take the name and surname and telephone number and then just save it with no email address, no postal address, no record of what they're doing, what, what they've been doing. So th- I think agents get into that bad habit of, they're very time poor aren't they? So they, they just try and get through things as quickly yeah. as they can. Yeah. Um, so the FIA was really designed to take a look at the, the franchise model but to condense it down into a lower fee. Give the support that they really need to help them move on to the next level and, and get them into good habits, as we sort of discussed. Um, Presumably, this is primarily to to to
0: raise standards, give but give support to independent agents.
1: Yeah, exactly yeah. that. And there's and there's some brilliant estate agents out there, yep. but unfortunately, the industry has has got a bad name over the years, largely um, because of bad delivery of customer service. Um, and it's been quite easy to be an estate agent, hasn't it? As well, it's sort of just. Just become one without any any or any license anymore, Do you I think
2: in London, that's the case? Yeah. Because it's, it's a needs must. Certainly for me, when I first moved to London, it wasn't a matter of which agent I particularly want to use. It was just, we need to find a place to live. Mm. And that's it. Mm. You know, there was no like driven incentive to use to one use or six agent. agent. Yeah. It, was, it was, I need to live in this location. I looked online, you know, stayed in this location, that's it. Yeah.
0: Where did you principally look online? Just
2: Google initially, I think. Google. Yeah, and I got you to. Whatever, Yeah, I can't remember exactly where, but I mean, it's always going to take you yeah. to Brighton or something yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah, one of the portals. yeah. yeah. Um, because they are quite easy to use. Yeah, no, yeah they just are. put in the amount you're wanting to spend a month between next amount of people and oh, off and away. So. Absolutely.
0: I mean, before the portals, Graham will remember this as well, you, as an agent, you'd um, you know, you'd know, have to get your photos from, you know, your Kodak photos processed and ready, and then you, you type copy and it'd go in an envelope and you'd go and take it down to your local newspaper and you know you'd have to submit that sometimes a week before and often you know you put six pictures in and three of them had been sold or let. you know it's right. a complete waste of time Whereas and, um, money. and money but the, the portals definitely changed everything so do you find um, that a, a lot of the independents like joining you because of the support you give but also because of the, the fact that they are competing with some of the well-known corporates you know who, who provide a great service I'm not knocking them but you know, the, uh, my experience is when I had my agency for twenty five years, that I found the uh, I was almost competing to get my point over against the big brands, mm. and I'd be as an independent, I was you know kind of ignored, frankly. Yeah. And that's why I like what you're doing because my my aspect, I just think the support you're giving is 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 great.
1: Yeah, there's 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 different products and and services that mm-hmm. that we offer. Um, I think I think the key difference is the actual collaboration side of it as well behind the scenes. Whereas you look at Australia or the US, there's a lot of collaboration between agents. They're not afraid to to talk to each other, to share ideas, yeah. and, and they just want to be better agents. Whereas over here, the mindset has typically been that the agent just works in his agency or her agency, doesn't share anything with next door. Yeah. It's, it's very it's very cutthroat, isn't it? I think yeah. selfish. And, Sounds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think to it's hold on to
2: what they've got and not let it go. Yeah, I when think it could it actually be for the benefit of the end user or the, or the client,
1: exactly. And I think we, you know, fear wants to create a group of agents that do share, that do learn from each other, and, and they want to be better because that's the only way we're going to turn the reputation of the industry around is, is having this, these groups and the mind being one of them yeah. where the brand means something. So if you're part of fear, you, you as a customer. Our challenge is to, us to get through the general public to look out for that standard, that, that, that mark if yes. you like. Um, but if we can do that and we, and we protect the brand, then the, the client should always experience a, a good thing for a fear agent. Yeah. Because at the moment, if you're looking to sell your home, you put in sell my house in wherever you live, you'll get maybe nine or ten different options for estate agents. And it's very, very difficult at that stage to know which one is going to look after your asset. Yeah. Which is a huge thing when you're selling a house, and it's a lot of big sums of money that, that yeah, you're, you're entrusting an agent to yeah. who's going to achieve you the best price, who's going to understand when you need to move, the type of buy that you want to, to attract. And yeah. there's so many moving parts to it, and, and often people then get into the trap of paying the lowest fee. Yes, um, which it's happens. Then, isn't it? Yeah, so you go, okay, you all look the same. I walk down the high street, you all look the same. Your, your websites all look the same. Um, You're all using the same portals. Who's going to yeah. do it the cheapest? Yeah. And, and and that's that's where we've got to, and it's yeah. a race to the bottom if you if you do that. But the, you know the, the, the difference with Fia is the member agents are starting to increase their fees again, and they and they're not racing to the bottom. They're saying this is what we charge, but they they're giving reasons why they charge that that amount yeah. and whatever those USPs. Pushing the
0: quality, yeah. and the service provision. Exactly. Rather than just fee-based, yeah. No, I, I,
2: I thought, contrary to that, I was always thinking of the cheaper was the best until I became, you know, on the first time, buyer ladder, as it were. And I spoke to different agents in the same town that I eventually ended up buying in. And the difference in the level of service that you received was just, you know, it was unfathomable, really. You, you had
0: done, um, prior to that, so you rented... Um, at university, the first time. University,
2: yeah, that was the first rental. What was that like? Uh, in terms of the quality of the house? pretty yes. terrible. <laughs> was <laughs> so that before it was probably worse yeah, when I left it. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it was. I was at Union Oxford, so it was actually a very, very strange letting process where we actually queued up outside the agency the night before to get the best houses. No way. Yeah, so we were there from four pm for the nine am opening. Um, overnight? Overnight, yeah. And this wasn't just us; was Obviously this was a queue yeah, that. of people. I, think, it yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> this was a queue of people, though, because in Oxford it's quite a small place. It's full of students. I think it's one in every three Gosh. people there in term time is a student. So you naturally know, the houses that are the nicer ones, I suppose. So how many
0: of you were sharing that first time?
2: Uh, five of us in the first house. Right. Um, but yeah, we progressively moved on to not doing that the next year because we realised this is just ridiculous. You know? Once you were there,
0: presumably you had to start looking for your house for next year. Or Pretty much immediately. Straight away. Which is ridiculous yeah, because yeah.
2: how do you know? I mean, you, you get on with the first people in, you know, your first year and you move in with them. But who's yeah. to say, what's well, going to happen over the next 12 months? Yeah. I mean, nothing did happen. Luckily, yeah. we're all still mates now. But. So how
0: many... T- you were at uni for what, three years? or Four years. Four years. So yeah. how, many, how many... Did you have four different properties? Four, four different, different properties.
2: properties, yeah. We moved yeah. each year. Yeah.
0: Um, Any bad experiences?
2: With what, the agents? Yeah,
0: with the agent, really.
2: Um, I wouldn't say with the or agent. the landlord. I think the landlords were the main problem. I think that's been the problem, well, for, certainly for a lot of people anyway. But even when I moved out of uni and came to London, it's yeah. always been the landlords that have really been the cause of concern. But then alongside that... Give me example. Uh, what, sort of, what sort of example? Just, it's more so towards the end of the tenancy. Deposits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's deposits. It's asking for ridiculous sums of money for something that is quite clearly not worth it. So one example was I had a... A kitchen that was no bigger than half this table quite literally and the invoice that i received was for eight hours worth of cleaning right. and i was thinking unless you're doing it with a toothbrush mm-hmm. no there is no way this could have taken any more than about 15 minutes yeah. and it's that that then the costs incur increase and you end up getting to the end of the tenancy actually just really miffed off with yeah. you know even living there and giving yeah. the person your money at the end of the day yeah. and then when i reverted back to the um agent that Obviously, you let me the property, yeah. they gave me no support. They were just like, to file it up in a small claims court if you want to. And, and well, was who was
0: holding a deposit, the landlord or the agent?
2: The landlord, which is now what we're um, subsequently going into. I wouldn't say a legal dispute, but we've heard of organisations that basically support people like us in our position where our, our deposit was <laughs> just abused. So, how because many years it was. ago was this? Uh, this must have been when I was 22, right. so six, seven years ago. Okay, uh, would that
1: put, if he was buying a house, Again, in the future, would that put you off using that agent? Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, because it's just support. You know, I'm I'm not a professional in the industry, so how am I supposed to know what's really right and wrong? I'm I'm aware of the tenancy deposit scheme now from subsequent lettings. Probably weren't then, but at the time I wasn't. I had Mm. no idea what the whole process was. This is
1: this is the problem. The agents have been guilty of treating it as a transactional business and not a relationship-based business. So they need to change their mindset from transactional to relationship-based. And if yeah. they do that, you would have been looked after so much better. Yeah. And when you come to Transact again, you wouldn't mind, you'd actually probably look, seek that agent out if they existed in town, because yeah. you had a good relationship with them. But as long as we're transactional that's where the issues come yeah. and then when transaction levels falls guess what happens yeah transactional based agents are, are screwed yeah because there's no volume but the relationship based ones are saying "Well, yeah. we're having me." Yeah.
2: Yeah. i had this with my buying though as well as i said when i moved to the to the town that i live in i had two separate agents one of which was a very big agent Mossavels, that's clearly everyone knows and the other one was a slightly smaller one and the service that i received um i mean put into context we put an offering on a house that was accepted I didn't have the survey done which flagged many sort of red This Is through Savills or through the other one? This was through the other one. Other and um, because of that, I went back to the agent and said, look, evidently there is, you know, quite a large sum of money that I'm going to need to pay when I move into this house and it's not something I want. So can we speak to the, you know, the... Um, center, and center into into negotiate it yeah. down because I can't afford just to, to take this mm. risk upon myself. So and just
0: to create your server, the server you paid for, Service I paid for, yeah. Then had to, it, it brought up a number of issues which yep. you probably worked out what's going to cost what,
2: yeah, it was going to be okay. 25 grand, right? You know, okay. in, in just distances. to put it into context, yeah, okay. Yeah. So
0: you wanted to go back to the agent and say, Help me out here, help me out,
2: yeah. yeah. So I did that, and I went and spoke. Well, I spoke to them on the phone, and said, can mm. you just go back to them and see what's what? must have been a month before I then took initiative to say, I mean, yeah, maybe I was a bit slow in the process, but I was always with the assumption, they're gonna come back to me, they want me to buy the house. Rang them back up and they said, oh, did so and so not speak to you? And I said, no, no one's spoken to me. And they said, oh, they're just staying in the house now, they're not selling it. So I was in very much a time constrained process of actually needing to move into a house. And you paid for the survey? Yeah, and I paid for the survey. So there I was with a 800 pound bill, no better offer even knowing whether or not the house was still for sale until I rung them up and said, "What's going on you know have you renegotiated for me and as a result, I never went back to them even mm. if they you know even if they probably had a better house than the one I bought which sounds silly I know that I would look at it upon it being a better house but at that mm. moment in time where you think mm. you know that, that's not where I want to be and not where I want to place my business so
0: clearly you'll be you'd be wanting to ensure your uh, members mm-hmm. join the FIA um, You'd like to think that they would have good practice, and that wouldn't happen. What advice would you give to a potential buyer out there if they were going down that route and you know, had a survey done? Uh, would you, you know, there was problems on the survey. Would you, would you say, would you be saying now, you know, to the buyers, you know, you need to get that survey and go in and sit down with them, or, or how, what would be your advice? I
1: think from an age from I can sort of speak from agency side yeah. of it that. As it, again, it comes back to that relationship. Based, yeah. if you've looked at as a transaction, mm-hmm. that transaction died when their vendor said, "We're not selling anymore. We're staying put." So they just cut you out of it. That, yeah. they, they moved yeah. on. Yeah. If it was a relationship based, they should the agent should have had you, you in the away. office to a lot earlier than. Yeah. Finding out yourself for a start to be fair, and and talk you through that survey and be on your and, and show you some support and compassion about what you're going through because was it your first time? It was the first partners? time I was
2: buying a house and it was also because of the, I said to them when I first started looking, you know, I, I was expecting father, basically. So I was like I need to get into a house pretty quickly. Sure. You know, time is of the essence somewhat. Yeah. And I thought that they were, you know, on my side with that, trying to find me a property, but you know, alarm bells started to ring again because You put in, you know, what your requirement is I suppose. So I was like right, I want a three bedroom house, I want it to have some garden space and they're showing you around two bedroom flats with no garden, mm. just because they were on, on their books. So I was thinking, yeah. you're wasting my time here, but I'm a polite person, so I don't say it to their face rudely, because it's just not in my mannerisms to do that. Mm. So you end up looking around properties that you're like, oh yeah, this is really nice, yeah, great, yeah. and then you leave and you're like, I'm no better off for this.
1: There's a stat out there that, that, that will make sense, and it's something like, I, and don't quote me, but it's something like 70% of buyers don't go back to the agent they bought the house from when they're selling it. Really? And that's wow. that's a powerful set. Doesn't surprise me because you wouldn't go back to sell at that house or you bought it through that agent.
2: Not through that agent. Or no. Any if...
1: house that you have bought, you wouldn't go back to that agent. Would you go back? to that? would. you end I up would. buying through sales Yeah, I actually would. You would I go think. back. To yeah. So you're think... one of those thirty percent. Well, that's yeah. good. That's a good thing.
2: Yeah, I think it's just it's just a completely different way of service. You know, the as I said, the when I sort of was shown around the house by the initial um, agent, they were like, you know, this is the bathroom, this is the kitchen. It was a very sort of like standard. you know standard, this is black and white sort of thing with the Savills representative. They were telling me much more about the local area. They were telling me about how the road is going to close for children on Fridays in the month. Stuff that actually makes you think, oh, this is much more of a community. I'm not just buying a house here. I'm buying into the community and the and the spirit of the place. because. It was a new area to me. I don't know the neighbours. I don't know anything yeah. really about them. So the more they can give me to yeah. make me feel at ease of mm. the biggest purchase that I've ever made. Yeah. Certainly, and I'm sure every first time buyer is, that is the biggest purchase they've ever made. Yeah. You feel more at ease with parting with your money, yeah. effectively, yeah. And, that, and that's it. So, yeah, Savills
1: yeah. are Saville's are obviously doing the right thing, yeah. um, because you would go and use them again. And, and perhaps that if their fee was even slightly higher than the one that messed you around, you wouldn't even really. Be too bothered about no, that because you, you know yeah. what they're going to give you, but, yeah, and it's such a big transaction. How many times do you move yeah. your house oh, nowadays? Well, yeah. no, well, yeah, for every try and make
2: as repeat as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's <laughs> seventeen I'm,
1: I'm, years or something now. It used to be every ten, but it's just, it just just keeps going up. But repeat it? business, but it's you do it. Repeat business, you don't have to pay for as an
0: agent. So mm. for me, it was always you know look after your clients, particularly. <laughs> then I mean, you want to look after your buyers, being your and your tenants, but look after your look after your clients. Number yes. one. Um, absolutely for sure did you um in fact yeah, i i know for a fact you um you, uh went through credit ladder yeah tell me about
2: that experience in terms of the process of being put on it and then yeah and how, finish, did, how did how did, did you find it benefited you definitely i think that it's always one of those things isn't it that you hear at school when you're growing up like, oh, you know your credit score is really important you're thinking i oh, want to add to the credit score type thing you're very naive to it you go to uni and you're thinking oh it's fine then it's only when you start to sort of go through the the motions of maybe even buying a house or, or letting a house or starting the process that you realize how important it is I feel like it's probably something that needs to be drilled into people a bit more than than it is. Because, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely trying. Well, yeah, because you, you can, you know, I've got friends right now that are really putting themselves in a difficult position from a mortgage front because they have no credit score. You know, they've been renting for the same time I have, and they've had no backup of, of mm. other than probably their phone bill, yeah. which, you know, 20 minutes so a month is not going to give a mortgage or a lender the hugest <laughs> amount of security that you're going to be able to repay a thousand pound mortgage or something.
0: So at Open Bricks, as, uh, you know, as, as <clears throat> I'm sure you're aware, we've partnered with Credit Ladder. So what we're trying to do is give uh, tenants um, who uh, find their property through the agents that are using Open Bricks, um, we're trying to give them um, knowledge to understand the importance of their credit mm-hmm. history. Um, so from your perspective, um, you joined uh, Credit Ladder, you had your rent read. Yeah. Through their open banking system. Yeah and then um did you find that you know that that did that act actively positively help you with a a mortgage but b with any other form of credit as well
2: yeah definitely well i mean if it's quite if you took an experience or something right. then, then you're bound to see what your credit score is doing pretty quickly and if you make changes even if they or seem insignificant by signing up to credit ladder yeah you're actually quite yeah you know, it's pretty immediate. so you saw a jump yeah, yeah pretty immediate the response in it which you know, again, you, you don't realise how important it is until suddenly you're calling up a bank mm. and saying, "Can I, can I borrow X amount of money?" Yeah. Um, and the process of it was very, very smooth. You, you know, from putting my name and my details into to paying a monthly instalment, I didn't have to think anything about. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. a no-brainer. It's just, um, for me. In, in it's just done. And forget everything. about it. It's. Mm. So it's is not a... actively sort of involved in it. You just forget about it. It's always totting up your. Yeah. You know, improving your score as well.
0: Graham, do you think from from agents who are members of the FIA and those that particularly have a, a letting's arm, which I imagine most do these days, do you think that's something of importance um, that they something they can offer their tenants? Um, yeah. I think. Would w- my view, I'm putting words in your mouth. But my view is that I think to have to be able to go to your clients as a, as an agent to be able to say, look, my tenants that we recommend to you will have a vested interest to pay their rent on time because it's going to affect their credit score, it will influence it, mm. if they pay late it's going to influence it, if they pay on time it's going to influence it, but in two different ways, one positively, one negatively. Mm. Do you think that's something that uh, agents will find useful?
1: Yeah, I think it's a very competitive world, uh, mm. agency and sales. Mm. Um and whatever USPs you can provide and whatever added value service you can give to your landlord, the better. Yeah. Um, and I think secondly, we're, we're, we're sort of, all, we're not a nation of renters, but we're certainly Getting towards that, it's um, become
0: far more acceptable um, because of necessity because of the, the way the and, prices have changed. And yeah. it's
1: not just flats now yeah. and student accommodation. Yeah. It's four bedroom ha- homes, it's yeah. five bedroom family homes. Yeah. Um, so the I think the, the Lettings market has changed over the years, and it's become acceptable to uh, to rent um, a family home. And I think the more options you've got, the better for, yeah. for anybody that's coming in for, for landlords. That's great, fantastic. Um, and tell me, I want to ask
0: you um, licensing is mm. coming, and what's your view?
1: Um, I think it's um, a fantastic opportunity to finally nail it because I think over the years there's been sort of rumours about it coming in and what should it look like. Because um, fundamentally right now, anyone. Anyone can be an estate agent. Yeah, what state what is licensing, sorry? So it's a regulation that will be coming in in around two years' time that the government have signed off that you can not be an estate agent without passing your uh, licensing examinations right. and ongoing develop, uh, CPD. Um, and that's just not... For an office, that's for anyone working within the
0: industry. Individuals, yeah. So okay. it's not just directors
2: of agencies, no, it's correct. everyone through down to the assistants, as it were, that are just involved in receiving yeah. information.
1: Which, my, my argument's always been the value of transaction, the cash values are so significant that why aren't we licensed? Mm. Uh, if you look at mortgage brokers, investment advisors, accountants, solicitors, anyone dealing with large amounts of money is really um, under scrutiny. Uh, and if they mess up, they're, yeah. they're struck off. And, and um, we can't, uh,
0: lice- can't make our MPs be
1: licensed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we wouldn't have anything left would <laughs> um Do you think that's going to close a few agencies? Yes. The bad ones? Yeah. So yep. that's a good thing? That's a good thing. Um, I actually think there's a perfect storm coming for agents. Yep. I think it's, um, should we say Brexit? I don't want to say the word, but there we go, I've said it. Uh, that will be decided one way or the other, won't it, in the next 12 months? Well, that's hope you like Please, let's hope We won't get into that right now, but um, you've got um, agents closing now because, because Transaction levels are so low; the market's just 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 paralysed at the moment. It's not doing anything. Agents are closing down. Yeah. The new the licensing rules mean that there's more pressure on agents to, to come through this cycle. And I think in 12 to 24 months' time, the market will start to turn. And those agents that are qualified that have stuck through these difficult times, yeah, um, we, We're through the political landscape and the economical. Uh, you know, we, we, we might be in a recession. We're, we're very close to it. Um, and, well, possibly
0: and they may come out with an increased
1: market share absolutely yeah, yeah I, is, think, I, I, I think i think, think, think it's uh, going to be a, a and fees will go time. up. yeah fees will go up because what we need to become is a profession and, and agents estate agents aren't seen as professional people yeah they're seen as chancers as, as as dell boys um, but as, you, you know, know about but the mobile phone you but but know, the time going, is, going right? on
0: just what you've just said there's there's uh, i'm not i'm not and obviously you shouldn't name them you're right to um but you had an experience buying a house with a with a I would call, qualify as a lazy agent, mm. um, based on be. transactional. Yeah, a yeah. lazy agent, <laughs> agent. you know, <laughs> would take take transactions that come coming through the window. Like, Reactive, easy. Exactly. And then you had a good experience with Savills. So let's 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 say, let's call them. let's call them out. Well done, Savills. Mm. That, that's fantastic.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it just changed. Well, just your perception of agents. For me, just changed immediately. Like within just two individuals. Mm. And that's the thing is the rep- reputation of that whole agent for me now is very much sort of. Was a clear picture that's been painted. Yeah. I wouldn't so, use them, and I wouldn't use that. So what
1: you went through is you dealt with, let's say, amateur and professional. Yeah. But what what the what the industry trying to get to, and certainly what Fear is trying to do, is create that professional brand where you know if you come into a Fear agent, you know you're going to get that treatment that you experience. And they've got certain standards that must be, be
0: kept up. Yeah, yeah. We how need to you, shop our how own agents. How will you police? There? Yeah. How will you police that? I mean, is there going to be a complaints procedure within that agency that they are would be steered towards Fear?
1: Ultimately, yes. Um, right now, because we're still growing a network, we're, we're finding those parameters and where, where those pinch points are. Um, and I think the agents have to be comfortable with, with that redress, whatever we come up with. Um, we mystery shop our agents every quarter. Um, I'd love to do that which which is a really good measure because they don't know when it's happening, the owners don't know when it's happening. Um, and well, we, is it
2: like an inspection? You just go in there and see what they're doing and whether or not they're doing it correctly?
1: Yes, we do it through a, a web inquiry, so just someone who's interested in, in buying or selling a property, and right. we, we we phone the agency as a as someone who's got a property to sell in the area, but we, we, we make the person on the other end of the phone extract that information and how good they are extracting it. And we also score it on how they call a felt they were treated mm. as a person. Because that's really important, how you felt. Lucky. The relationship again. The relationship again, exactly right. Yeah, not non-transactional. So we, we do that, um, and we have the ability to remove member agents if we don't, if we keep have, seeing have bad we had things Have we to do that and, yet? We haven't had to do it yet, no. Have you
0: turned down any anyone from
1: applying? Absolutely, yeah, Come yes. On,
0: Give me an example. What's the, what's the weirdest one you had to turn down?
1: Um, there's the group that, the, the ones that I don't like um, are the ones that charging a couple of hundred pounds right, okay. to sell a home because that immediately sends off an alarm bell that what sort of service level you yeah. going to provide for that. Um, and they may maybe don't, be, they're not an expert in a particular town, they right. cover too large an area. Are we talking online though? Um, I, I think that it's all become a bit muddy that whole terminology yeah. of online, offline, and hybrid and yeah. hub and spoke. It's all becoming. and
0: freelance individuals as well. Yeah, there's so really many different that, model yeah.
1: types. Which licensing I imagine will sort out a little bit. I think it will. I think yeah. it will, to be fair. Yeah. And I, I think as long as there's, there's teeth in that model, the licensing model, say, you've cocked up, yeah. Adam. Yeah. Um, you're not, you, you can't practice for two yeah. years. That, yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, it's well, I could... brutal. It's, it's brutal. It's brutal, but. But you, you know, know, it, it
0: happen, happens through, in other professions. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, and yeah.
1: yeah. oh, longer than that.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It does. So um, your plans are to continue to grow and one brand in one
1: town? Yes, one brand in one town. So we we create a non-competing. Or is one. it say a town, or is it like a postcode, or, or how? Um, generally, a town or a postcode district. Okay, it depends on the multiple. So, so
0: if it's a small town, you're probably only allow one. If it's a bigger town, you might allow two.
1: I think as long as they're not competing not directly, competing directly. Uh, that's that's the point, and and they they don't want to compete because they want to share. Um, so it enables that sharing environment. Yeah, there area.
0: there isn't an overlap, but there's a touching is, is fine because then that that would work quite yeah. well. Yeah, and
1: they and they share leads. So you and I, if we were members, we yep. trust each other enough yep. to share our leads that yep. we're going to do a good job. Can you help me
0: out? Look, we're having a bit of trouble selling this house. Yeah, can you can you take it on?
2: Because my nearest. Can you say joint commission there then or something?
1: How does that work? Yeah, so there'd be a commission share. Do you give them a
0: structure on that to help them, advise them?
1: Yeah, we we, we uh, administer the whole transaction from start to finish. Oh really? Yeah, so we, we make sure everything's paid on time and we, we can okay. check the land registry when sales go through to make sure that there's no... Oh, okay, so really hand right on of commission. Yeah. Is, it,
2: is that not a bit difficult though? Because if you're like a managing director or you know, director of a company that's an agency, and you've got people that are supposed to be letting or selling houses. It must be quite a difficult conversation say, for, for me, sort of a younger person potentially as a hypothetical in the team, to go to someone and say, we need to use the guys down the road because we can't sell this.
1: Um, it's more on the on the side of when you've got a property. Uh, uh, so you've got a buyer as an agent, and they want to sell their home, but it's just outside where you operate. Right. That's where you ring right, young right the the fear yeah. agent next to you and go, oh, "I can't do it. It's not in my town. Fine. You're really good. Can you do it for me?" Right. Hence why you don't let
2: there to be too much competition on one high street. Exactly right. Right. right, right. Yeah. yeah so that would be a difficult conversation to have. I'm we'll not uh, yes. a lot of We got down the road do it. For us, yeah, so. that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you're growing. Your membership's growing.
1: We're growing. Yes, we're we're very new, so we're. We, we launched in May. so you've got an event coming up, I believe. We've got our first uh, FIA conference on the 26th, uh, so we have around 80 attendants. Why do I know that? Because you're going to be there. Exactly. You're on the stage. <laughs> I'm talking. So I hope you're ready. I hope your presentation's <coughs> I, ready. I am ready. Yeah, <laughs> okay. absolutely.
0: And delighted to know that Zoopla are on uh, before us, but you know yes. that's great.
1: Uh, land Registry coming as well. Land Registry. Digital Street.
0: Oh, okay. That's very interesting. Is mm. interesting. So yeah, a lot I'll of
1: things, a lot of blockchain talk going on at the moment, yes. and um the, the wider world don't know of the term, but no. they sort of associate it with Bitcoin. Exactly. You know, like the same. And what, what I try that's and tell mean, them is actually... Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the
2: like. Well, people do.
0: eyes Glaze. I've, okay, <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I've been doing this for a while now. But it, 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 people do think it's crypto-based, and it's not. I mean, blockchain has been around since 500 years AD. Uh, I won't bore you with the story, but it was basically to sell, you know, a way of selling fish and swapping for you know, wheat and and fruit, and it became a, a method of of engaging with various buyers who all agreed the same price. So effectively, this is, um, you know, blockchain is 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 like a peer to peer network. It's an immutable ledger. So, if for example, I don't know how you uh, with your banking right now, do you? Um, I imagine you just use your phone. Go online yeah, yeah. you don't print out statements anymore mm-hmm. okay so if for example someone could potentially hack the bank account and withdraw money from your account and you'd say no no i definitely got paid that money they would hack it and take that 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 uh, credit away so you would have no proof however if you had your paper statements you could go back and say i've got if immutable proof here so effectively it's a little bit like a whatsapp group um, so it 's a peer to peer with no central entity and so with open bricks you know at the moment agents upload to to right and to on the market and uh you know they they sell your data uh, they sell the inquiries data and they put it on a window and they control the price so what we 're doing is simply um, uh, the the agents join a platform and because it 's peer to peer there 's no central central entity, so the data can 't be sold and ultimately this network is run by the users who join, so it's, it's 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 a it's new technology, but it's a very very old idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the technology that allows us to be able to give the guarantee that the price, you know, for a low low monthly subscription is fixed. Um, on that basis, it it, it you know, the the community decide. So if I were to turn around and say, look, we want to put the price up, I have to get the fifty one percent as a minimum of the uh, of the community to agree so it really is their platform so it's quite exciting times and it's the blockchain technology it, you know that was started to come to fruition about five years ago but now it's being put into practice um and it's really interesting and i think blockchain is going to affect a lot of businesses and i think it's going to be a, long, a lot of transparency and we I'm, I'm really excited about what we're doing at the moment so uh, i'm looking forward to uh, talking about that at your event. Yeah, so when's that again, 26 September? Is that transparency
2: with agents, or agents and vendors? And- it's everyone
0: who's invited on, because one, one, when we talk about transparency, and all this information, a lot of agents think, oh, and I don't want all my competitors to know what all my clients are doing, but you're, the, inf- the information's there, it's not visible. But then the agent can invite on the tenant, invite on the landlord, invite on the vendor, invite on the buyer, and indeed, you know, invite on fear if there's a uh, something that needs adjudicating. fear can can come in and because uh, they're you no know, be invited onto the onto that transaction. So and individual they can see individual property the sale, for example, yeah. you
2: would have me as hypothetically the prospective buyer, yep. the seller, yep. the agent, the solicitor. Everyone's then talking in the same correct. place.
0: Correct, correct. Absolutely. Solicitors can all talk and they can all share information. Um, the searches can go on there. The surveys can go on there. Um, you know. And on the letting side, of course, don't forget the tenants get this immutable ledger on their app where they can just turn around and, and yeah, 18 months later and say, look, I've been paying my rent on time for the last 18 months. Not everyone can see that, but they can invite people to see that.
2: So, login well, breaks have credit access to credit ladder. So. Absolutely. So, so, you're, so they'll you're, get
0: their immutable ledger, and they'll have an option of having their their prompt rent payments uploaded to to credit ladder. So immediately, then? then uh, which then goes to Experian, and yeah, there are two other credit agencies that are will be joining shortly. I can't say who they are, but they can work it out. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's very exciting. And what we want to do with Fear is um, because this this portal is very much um, it. it kind of been designed since my involvement for the independent because I used to be an independent for 25 mm-hmm. years and um, I know that there it wasn't a level and still isn't a level playing field when it comes to paying fees I saw one agent this week who's negotiated his new on the market fee because they've started to charge now he was getting it for free they came in and asked him for it to pay 800 pounds a month he knocked it down to 50 pounds I saw someone yesterday who told me that they've just started charging and, and they're a smaller office and they're charging 400 pounds so, What's this for, sorry? On the market. On the
2: market, which is another type of right, I mean, Yeah, it yes, started out,
0: nice it, it is. It started out with the, really the best intentions to try and create a level playing field, but it's built on a centralized portal with shareholders. And the idea that every agent would buy into it and have a small shareholding and it'd be like a cooperative. But the reality is, not every agent could buy into it. They needed a, a, a bigger investment, so some of the bigger agents put in more money, got a bigger shareholding, then they IPO'd. And suddenly you've now got loads it. of now you 've got loads of shares loads of shareholders in public shares as well and and of course shareholders what what do they want they want profits yes. so it 's now all about profits mm-hmm. um, and you know I think on the market 're going to struggle because going from having something free to suddenly having to charge for it is very difficult mm-hmm. and the nice thing about ours we 're in a situation where we can give this low monthly um, uh, monthly subscription of one hundred pounds. And I've had one um, agent um, wanting to join. He's got a number of branches, and they're saying, "Can we have I'll come on, but I want a discount?" And I can say, "I can't. I can ask the community if they're happy for you to have a discount that they're not getting, but let me just you know that's
1: not going <laughs> It's not numb. So
0: it's quite nice. I can sit back and say, "Look, I'd love to, but I can't." So mm. it really is a level playing field.
1: I think where agents are getting concerned is is right move um and the fees that right we Charge just keep going up and up and up i've got to um, tell you the best one we had an agent last week
0: i put it on linkedin actually um he was paying 1200 pounds mm-hmm. a month he was putting on between 17 and 20 properties roughly in the last three months before that and he said that was about his average sometimes it'd go down to 15 and once it went up to 22 so mm-hmm. we're talking a fairly rough uh, even number of uh, listed properties and he, his his increase went from £1200 a month to 3765 a month, I mean how can you possibly justify a 213% increase, it's yeah. just ridiculous.
1: It's crazy and I, and I think that, that what agents need is certainty, yeah. like any business you need to know your outgoings are, yeah. in life you, you need to know your outgoings every month. Yeah. Um, if you knew if you didn't know that your car insurance might go up double one year uh that's quite frightening thought that if it kept doubling yeah uh, i can't afford to run a car anymore and the same with with agents and portals it gets yeah. to the point where they can't afford to run them
0: no they can't and, and if you you know uh, i know on the market restricting well not restricting all of them but they're giving a discount if you only uh lodge with uh list with two uh, uh portals and that's fair enough that's been challenged and they won i still don't think it's particularly fair but what you know, I, I I just think that concept is wrong because surely they should be supporting their clients, mm. um, and they're not really doing that. None mm. of them are because again, it's centralised, and they 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 have a duty to so their shareholders.
1: Yeah, I think it's becoming a very very a bitter bitter taste in the mouth of, it of the portal world. And I think that's where Open Bricks have got an opportunity to to be the good guys. Yeah. In that you're giving certainty and fairness. And that's Yeah, two and it, things it that is a
0: democratised. Yeah, platform. those two things have been missing. Yeah. Well, we we hope to, um, and we appreciate the support you're giving us and, uh, and the opportunity to talk at your event. But um, yeah, so uh, onwards and upwards. Elliot, lastly, mm-hmm. I've got to ask you as a as a as a student tenant. Come mm-hmm. on, what was the worst thing you did to the property?
2: to the property yeah i couldn't on. say that <laughs> i can't say that in here um i did anything too bad to be honest i think i was the worst of uh you t- t- your face t- says t- differently no it's just standard isn't it you have parties in the house yeah i mean we were living in sort of a, a sort of very nice sort of 19th 20th early 20th century house. it was very nice before you got it on. was yeah emphasis <laughs> on the what um but you just have parties in it and stuff and it naturally just gets a little bit of worn and then you have another party and it gets
0: a little bit more worn and the white red wine stains. Well, they happen. Obviously. And and I'm 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 not accusing you, but I reckon that I know you said about the eight hours of cleaning, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a couple or three hours. I mean, I can imagine that hob. That oh, yeah, in
2: that particular house, then I would have been absolutely fine with that bill and cleaning. But yeah. it wasn't that house that was the problem. But yeah, no, it was uh Student days it was a long time ago. I like <laughs> the phrase
1: parties and stuff, yeah. and the yeah, end stuff is the bit you won't yeah, yeah. tell us about. I, I have no
2: idea what you're
0: talking about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's great. Well, look, I think um, I think we're probably coming to the end. Mm. Um, and so, was, Elliot, thank you very much no, for no uh, for attending today, um, and nice to hear your views. Mm. And uh, Graham, thank you very much for coming. My pleasure. And I, you know, lastly, I just want to reiterate. I'm a big fan of the FIA. Thank you. Uh, It's not just because you've uh, asked me to come and speak at your event, but I I think it's a a really good thing. Um, I think it's very positive, and I think it's about raising standards. um, And, you know, um, the big agencies should be taking note as well. Yeah, I appreciate Um, your support. No, not at all. My pleasure. So thank you very much for coming today, and um, look forward to the next one. Thanks. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you found some nuggets from the podcast that can help you in your career and business. If you want to get in touch with us, see how we're doing, how we're developing, then please visit openbricks.co.uk. That's openbricks with an X.